0: Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod, powered by Dimers.com. This is episode number 120, Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. And in case you haven't been paying attention, the Academy Awards are this Sunday. And as has now become the tradition here on the Doggy Juice Pod, I sat down with our very own Hollywood Craig last night to take a look at the Oscars this year and also discuss how the COVID-19 pandemic has impacted the film industry and Hollywood as a whole. As you could guess, Hollywood Craig is based out in Los Angeles. He brings a a very unique perspective after living out there for over a decade and working numerous jobs within the film and movie and TV industries. Uh, So it allowed him to and still allows him to see things from a lot of different angles, and he brings a very unique perspective. And even though Hollywood Craig himself isn't a better. He's helped us find value on the Oscars betting boards here on the pod in the past. He's very plugged in, really has his finger on the pulse on what's happening out in LA. And it's been a very interesting past year, to say the least, uh, in terms of you know the movie industry and, and just Hollywood in general. And when it comes to Oscars betting, you can now wager on the awards in three different legal regulated U.S. states right now, this year, with more undoubtedly joining in the years to come Uh, It's just a matter of time, people. And Hollywood Craig is never short on hot takes, so be sure to listen in on a major long shot that he thinks the betting market is mispricing in the best picture market ahead of Sunday's awards. And even if you're not looking to bet on the Oscars this weekend, but on basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, whatever floats your boat then check out dimers.com for the best sportsbook deals and the latest offers at your local legal regulated sportsbook. Dimers has the information you need to take advantage of the best promos that books have to offer and can get you linked right to those deals uh, right off the bat. So be sure to check out dimers.com and make dimers a part of your daily routine. And of course, always gamble responsibly. Before I cut to my interview from last night with Hollywood Craig, just a quick disclaimer that the opinions expressed on this podcast are always my own and do not reflect the opinions of PlayUp USA, PlayUp Limited, or any of its subsidiaries. And in case you haven't been listening to the Doggy Juice Pod over the past couple months, we officially launched the PlayUp Sportsbook in the great state of Colorado in March. So, all my listeners out there in the Rocky Mountain State, I know there's plenty of you out there, be sure to download the PlayUp Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. You can just go on the website. Give it a whirl. We have a lot of exciting things happening over at PlayUp. Some really fun announcements that are coming up that I'm really excited to share with everybody. And that's kind of a microcosm of what's happening in the entire sports betting space and the greater gaming space here in the U.S. as a whole. There's a lot of fun changes taking place. I mean, look, even uh, DraftKings, one of our competitors, they're offering an entire new uh, way to view and, and, and view the sporting events uh, within the realm of, of betting uh, that's coming out. And you're seeing all of these. Um, all these broadcasts feature you know integrations with betting information. Of course, the PGA is really taking the lead on this stuff. So the veil's being lifted, people. It's really exciting times and, and sports betting's here to stay, whether you like it or not. And of course, when it comes to the latest updates on state-by-state sports betting legalization here in the US, the Doggy Juice Pod is always here to keep you up to date. Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, here is an Oscars 2021 Betting Breakdown with Hollywood Craig. Ladies and gentlemen, he is back for the third straight year. And we've only done this during Oscars award season uh, three years here on the Doggy Juice Pod. So it's becoming an every year thing and it will be moving forward not only because of the insight he brings but also because he's my best friend along with my brother hollywood craig he's going to be the best man at my wedding along with my brother welcome back to the podcast how are you doing
1: hey man uh it's an honor to be here again uh thank you listeners for putting up with me for yet another year (laughs) um i'm i'm doing good man you know it's uh i'm double vaxxed i'm nice uh not necessarily you know ready to get back into the real world i think i have to uh maybe work out once uh (laughs) to feel better about going out in the real world but i'm uh i'm excited to uh to get my kid on a playground again you know for the first time that'll be nice
0: yeah so for all the listeners out there that didn't listen to last year's episode craig's uh I, I would say new father, but, you know, you were a new father last year in the episode because your your firstborn son, Quinn, made a, a little small appearance in the podcast. He's making some cute baby voices. Uh, and, yeah, uh, that's
1: what they call it, cute baby noises.
0: Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Instead of um, the next terrifying thing they're doing.
0: Yeah, you're going through all that, that fatherhood stuff. But, I mean, you got to do it, you know, during a very interesting time this first full year as, as a dad since we last talked, obviously we, we last talked in February, which is when the Oscars usually take place, uh, you know, February, March, uh, you know, during, during that time. But this year, obviously due to the, the pandemic, it was pushed back to next or sorry, this upcoming Sunday, April, a week before your birthday, by the way, happy early birthday, Craig. But, um, thank you. Thank you. But yeah, so we have an interesting schedule this year. You came to us a year ago, right before the pandemic hit, when we broke down the the Oscars last year, but yeah, kind of, kind of just fill everyone in here, do a quick intro for anybody that hasn't heard you yet. Uh, obviously, you're from Chicago, living out in L.A. now, but uh, can you share like some of your – your? you have a lot of unique industry experience. You've been out in L.A. for a while, so maybe just give a quick rundown of, uh, of your yeah. past uh, and your Hollywood
1: sure. dealings. Um, yeah, I used to intern with um, – Conan O'Brien at the Tonight Show when he was on that for a short period and on his TBS show. Uh, I've been in uh, the TV industry um, and the animation industry, um, specifically at DreamWorks and Sony Animation. Um, And yeah, uh, I've sort of, you know, like you do in Hollywood, you float from studio to studio, job to job. Uh, and so I've experienced a heck of a lot of different facets and uh, you know parts of the industry. So it's yeah. been it's been a wild, you know, almost eleven years now.
0: And that, that's why I love bringing you on this podcast too, not just because you're my best friend, but you bring like <laughs> a, a, a experience just because you've seen the industry from so many different angles, you know, working so many different. Jobs in the industry and, and seeing it from different sides, and 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 your wife so too. Glad it's
1: not just nepotism.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and your your wife uh, Libby too. She works in the industry as well, mm-hmm. uh, more than the casting, casting director. Yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, you two yeah. are
0: immersed in this stuff, and and uh, that's why I love bringing you out for this stuff that's uh, you know talking talking betting on the Oscars, and obviously you don't. Just so everyone knows, like Craig's not a, a better himself per se. I mean obviously you've done Oscars, no. pools and stuff, but in terms of your betting knowledge, it's, you know, that's, you listen to the dog juice pod, but that's it. You know, there's not. Yeah. I know, would say it's better. minimal
1: at best. Yeah. Luckily I have, um, uh, incredible podcasts to listen to for advice, but, um, oh, I'm not, not uh, I don't have the bank account to afford the advice advice. So,
0: yeah. yeah living out in LA is expensive. Um, it is not cheap. No. But, uh, even so you have brought us value in the past because, you know, even if you don't bet per se, you, you know, the movies in and out and you also can, you know, you've been able to spot that value in the past in terms of, Hey, this movie is a bit of an underdog in the betting market, but I really think it should be, you know, closer to 50, 50, things like that, you know, stuff that's maybe underappreciated by, by the betting market. And that's, that's, uh, that's where we're at here trying to get, get that value as well. But, I also want to take this from the angle of I have not watched any of these movies this year. The past year I haven't watched much TV or movies at all, but like I've it's been more of like a TV focus. I like, whenever I watch TV, it's it's TV. You sure. know, I don't I don't sit down for a full movie. Well to part. be
1: fair though, to be fair, you you know, the the Oscar movies, the majority of them, you had to watch on TV. That's so true. sort of it was sort of a television year this year, which I think is a detriment to the film industry, of course, but especially the Oscars, you know, I think, I think, I, I think, you know, this year feels a little bit, um, it's certainly unique, but it just feels a little bit, um, I don't know, like there's less weight, there's less importance on it. I think not only has it kind of, it's importance in the zeitgeist has diminished over the years. I think this year in particular, because of the fact that TV is so good and you had to watch movies on TV, what are you going to choose? Are you going to choose, you know, a two hour movie or are you going to choose four episodes of your favorite comedy?
0: That's such a good point. And that's, I feel like that's like everybody this year. It's like just how things have been and, and that's a result of the pandemic. Maybe it also has something to do with the distractions going on. I mean, obviously people have been distracted by other shit, even with you know a lot of people in quarantine, well, yeah. there's a lot happening. Uh, obviously last year with the, yeah. everything happening, you know, social justice, the election, everything going on and it's, uh, kind of taking that focus away. You just don't hear the same buzz that you normally hear when it comes to movies and, that's uh reflected in the the fact that I look at the list, I look at the odds um, for the Academy Awards, which are being offered by three jurisdictions this year, by the way, US legal jurisdictions. That that number's gonna grow in years to come. But I think last year when we were on the pod, it was only one state, and this year it's yeah. three. But anyway, I look at these odds and I don't know any of these movies. I, I can't like I, I can't really? even pronounce you know, I mean, it. Like, I look, it's just a might as well be like whatever, just jumbled up words. And uh so I feel disconnected. I hope that in this pod, I know I'm going to be representing some of the listeners here that have no fricking idea what's going on. So maybe we could also double down and as part of this pod, you can also fill us in on and, and give us some little quick examples of what the hell these movies are that we're going to be discussing. But um, I'm more curious okay. though, before we even jump into that, like on a, you know, a, I guess you already kind of did share some of that, but how you think COVID impacted the movie industry in general, and, and maybe even how mm-hmm. it could have impacted, Oscars voting this year, if at all, or the voting you know, process? No, so. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I think COVID, like I was kind of touched on earlier, um, just a moment ago. I think COVID had, a you know, uh, an undeniable effect on um, this year's Oscars and this year's entire award season. You know, we're talking about something totally unprecedented, um, in which movies that very well could have been uh, nominated for, you know, best picture uh, this year moved their release date uh, to next year, twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three or later uh, than the academy, uh, the academy's cutoff. So, you know, I think, I think it's, you know, unfortunately, I think like we kind of touched on this before we hopped on the, 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 uh, pod here, but, you know, I think it'd be, you know, uh, um, ignorant to say that, uh, that this year's Oscars doesn't feel a little, um, less important. Um, yeah. Not that the Oscars have been that important as of late, but I think um, it's definitely not the, uh, it doesn't feel the same.
0: No, no, I think it's, I don't know if that's like a, we can also like see this coming past few years. You know, it's not to say movies are as important in people's lives, but I feel like generally people are I mean, just Gen Z, you know, in general, their, their attention spans are a lot, shorter and sitting down, putting that time in for a two and a half hour movie, especially when you can't go do it, you know, as part of like a, a date, like a date night or, you know, going out dinner in a movie, making like an event out of it when it's a commitment that you have to make with your time, you know, it's, it's losing a lot of people, especially these younger people. So, and this year, I think it's, it's just a combination of everything. Like you mentioned, there's other distractions and, and uh just generally there's, there's other available um, forms of entertainment of course, as well. Then a lot of good mm-hmm. TV shows too. But so in terms of like the Oscars voting, because like this, you know, when you're handicapping the Oscars and you're looking at every mm-hmm. category and trying to find value and what have you, it, it's not, it's important to understand. It's a very basic thing, but you know, it's, you're not handicapping who you think should win. You're not, that has nothing to do with what the odds you're looking at. You're, you're only handicapping the Academy itself and, and the voters, because at the end of the day, they're deciding the winner, not your opinion and the movies you've seen. So to that end, can you explain to the listeners like how the Oscars voting, you know, just what the voting process is like and, and who's behind it all?
1: Sure. Um, so the Academy is made up of um, members of people in the film industry. Um, you can apply to be in the Academy, but uh, your best way in um, is to, uh, actually be nominated. Um, once you're nominated, you're, uh, automatically, uh, eligible to become a member of the Academy. Uh, so it's made up of past nominees, past winners, um, you know, uh, and the like, um, and do you have to be nominated every category. Yeah, so you have to be. So you're nominated by your peers. Um, Specifically, it is uh, factioned out into um, departments or uh, categories. In this case, so costume designers vote on costume designers. uh, Writers vote on screenplays. Directors vote on directing and picture production designers production design. You know, and so on down the line. and then uh when you vote for uh best picture you vote um you actually vote you rank them uh so you take all the nominees and instead of just voting for your favorite you you rank them based on how you liked them Mm -hmm. so this year there's eight nominees so you you know it'd be you put eight would be your least favorite to one would be your favorite. And they average out um, who got, you know, who averaged to be number one the most. And that is the winner.
0: So do you, do you think like what percentage of these people voting do you think actually watch all the movies? I mean, I don't, I'm sure
1: some take it very seriously. Like, is it? Major you bad, would be, uh, but... You'd probably be surprised at uh, the lack of actual knowledge of all the, <laughs> the the films and shorts involved. You know, I think, um, I mean, who knows this year again was, you know, COVID and it was a pandemic and specifically here in LA, we were locked down for quite a while. So, uh, and especially the film industry virtually shut down. So, you know, this year could be unique. Maybe they all watched everything, but, uh, (laughs) you know, in a normal, uh, everyday circumstance, uh, I would say the majority of the voting, uh, panel has not watched every single movie or short. Wow.
0: wow. Yeah. That's like, it's interesting just cause that's like, a, just a fundamental flaw in the system right there at the same time. It's how do you force people to watch a movie too? You know, it's, it's always sure. opening the door for that. And, um, now oh, it's an interesting award show, and I know we, we talked about this too before we started recording like how the Oscars and you could explain this way better than I can with Oscars it's like the to use the analogy in college hoops, our favorite sport, it's like the final four, but it's actually you know, the national championship, but can you go into that analogy how like the award season plays such a role in like maybe crafting yeah. those opinions of people that are undecided voters that haven't seen or haven't seen all these movies, and how that's like the regular season I know.
1: For sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you nailed it. Like it's, um, you know, I think too many people do consider the Oscars, a, a one-off event, um, in a singular event, but it, it really has a season, you know, it's, they call it the award season for a reason. It's a competition. So like any competition, there has to be, a precedent set for the national championship, which is the Oscars. And I think, you know, you, you have everything from, you know, the production, the awards for production designers to the cinematographers. Every department has their own award show and they start early and they last up until I think I forget which award show. I think it's the, BAFTAs are the last like major award show to come before the Oscars. Um, And so like, that's, and it's all across the world. So, you know, it's, it's an, it's an interesting thing. I think too many times people vote based on, you know, well, this is the, you know, this is the one time they're voting on this, you know, it's really not like, some of these people have voted on specifically all of these movies so many times in a given year that it's almost numbing by the time they have to vote for the Oscars.
0: Yeah. It's almost like just like the final, it's the culmination of everything that you're dealing with all year. And I could see a lot of them just wanting to be done with it by that point. You know? Yeah. But from a voting standpoint, I suppose. And um no, I mean, that's, that's really interesting. I've always heard, you know, obviously the Golden Globes is your best predictive value that I've heard, but I've also heard that like, that there's really good indicators on like, the SAG Awards, you know, the Screen Actors Guild Awards and like other, some mm-hmm. other award shows and specific, yeah. you know, some specific ones, but yeah, I don't know if you have any insight there SAG, in terms of which ones.
1: I mean, as far as award shows goes, yeah, I mean, we're talking about the SAG Awards have a major uh, role in predicting... Uh, the outcome of the acting categories at the Oscars. Um, BAFTAs are a decent tell, um, though they do tend to lean, of course, British. Um, and, uh, and within the United Kingdom, they, they, are, uh, they tend to be a good tell. The Golden Globes are hard to really even consider, um they as they've proven as of late they kind of act on their own um so it i wouldn't take those into consideration very much uh you know you look at uh things like um the afi awards um the uh I, i'm sorry now i'm blanking um
0: There's so many acronyms to remember. There's so so. so many,
1: there's so many, um, there's so many, like, like all, listen, all the, like I said, all the departments um, on a film that are nominated for Oscars, they all have their own award shows. And if you look at who is winning consistently, because there's always, you know, one or two movies that are, you know, picking up the awards throughout the award season and you pay attention like you do in any sport to, you know, who's winning the race the longest um, and who's picking up heat when mm-hmm. you need to pick up steam. Like we were talking about a little bit before the podcast, like in the tournament, you know, when you're, when you're betting on the tournament, you're more likely to probably, I would imagine, take a team that's coming in hot to the tournament, you know, a month prior to the tournament, they've just been killing it. Um, They have a pretty high likelihood of going all the way. Whereas a team that might be within top five uh, in the tournament, they could have a month that has just been off completely. They have a guy injured or something and they probably have way less likelihood to make it all the way. So you kind of have to consider that there are movies that start really hot in award seasons and everybody's talking about it. But then by December people have forgotten about it because now you're in, you know, uh, the, the thick of the, the great Christmas movies and the great, um, musicals. And then you get into spring and it's sort of, that's like where you kind of tune out of movies. So then you forget about that movie from the fall and then you're, you know, it's, so it's just like, it's a, it's a tricky thing. It's, it it's a seasonal thing. It's a, it's just what it comes out when what's in the zeitgeist. Um, what is like, You couldn't have predicted, for example, for this year, a movie like The Trial of the Chicago 7 to come out almost simultaneously with the Black Lives Matter movement hitting its peak. Like, Mm -hmm. you can't pay for that kind of coincidence. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So a movie like that, will take out a movie that like came out early. That was just like talked about as being like the favorite because it just doesn't hit the same way. Sorry if that took too long.
0: No, no, that's I love hearing your insight on that stuff. And it's these award shows always interest the hell out of me too, just because of just the human element that goes into it. You know, the human emotional element, just it's impossible to separate yeah you know, the what's happening in the world from the oscars you know politically it's you hear some big statements i mean the marlon brando not accepting his oscar for my favorite movie of all time the godfather and sending a um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: native american a person from the native american community up to to protest you know on his behalf i mean it's always taken that you know that you know that uh next level and been something bigger than in and of itself you know and and that's always the consideration and it's honestly it's you have to keep it as part of your handicapping process and this stuff if you're you know for all yeah. my listeners out there looking to bet and, and kind of along those lines to shift it a little here like from a betting angle like one of my favorite betting stories like ever actually and it's it, it involved the oscars last year and um or sorry it was two years ago the favorite right was the favorite two years ago i think it was but mm-hmm. it was um so what happened was just to quickly rehash the story there you know you, you look at these these markets. And usually when, when, you're involved with award shows, it's same with the NFL draft that's coming up when it's all information based, you're not betting on teams that are going to go onto a, a field or a court and play the game out. You know, at that point, there's a lot more variance of course, but these, um, these, these award shows, when you see big movements in the betting market, like a big steam on something, usually it's because someone knows something and it's when it's information based, 100% information based, you don't have to wait for these teams to go out and play. You're not watching a, uh, uh, what, what are the favorites this year? You're not watching like Nomad Land to go up, you know, to go out on the court and play the, tr- the trial of the Chicago Seven, uh, battle sure. it out for uh, the championship here. You know, when someone knows the information, the, you have to treat the market moves a lot differently. And two years ago, there was this crazy move, and it was Yorgos Lanthimos. He was the, the director for uh, The Favorite, um, the movie mm-hmm. that, you know, that I still haven't seen one or two that's whatever, British, I don't even know. Yeah, you know, you don't know talk, about, anyway, but yeah. um he his odds went from like forty five to one down to five to one in a really short period of time, like the, the same day or like the night before. It was like it was close to you know when the show would be would be filmed. And you know, it's my understanding that they film it actually a few hours before they even air it, and that's why you can't really get down on the betting markets. You know, when they film it, I think they, that's when they pull the market down. But but they pulled him off the board actually at all the places that were offering this. You know, it, it, legal regulated sports books, you know, there you see the steam go on somebody. It's like, OK, someone knows something. This is legit. Like this guy is going to win. Like obviously, you know, that's that was like a huge tell. And he ended up not winning. And it, it didn't matter. And He ended up uh, not winning the award. I um, forgot who mm-hmm. ended up taking it home. It was whoever the favorite was uh, that year. And so I just was fascinated yeah, by I that know. because you just you never see stuff like that happen in any other. Just bet even the NFL draft. You don't see that stuff happen. Like any any time when it's information based, that was like the rare exception, uh, and it was like kind of like a unicorn event, so to speak, in the the betting world. Um, so I was mm-hmm. fascinated by that, and just more or less wanted to bring that up. But but it kind of ties into like this year, you know, when we're watching, and it's more of just a reminder to everybody in the betting that's betting this stuff. Don't don't just blindly chase the steam like you maybe normally would. Usually, yeah. it does mean that that's that someone knows. Who the winner is. That's usually a good indicator. Uh, but it's never a situation we want to blindly follow the steam. But but I'm looking at the list now on this year's uh, you know nominees and nomad pretty land. Really upset. Yeah, Nomad Land is sitting at heavy favorite, pretty much to the point where it's I mean it's almost like a done deal. You know, that's at, at a minus six seventy, which equates to an 87% win probability. And and the next you said that you know, earlier there's eight movies up for best picture this year and the trial of the Chicago seven sitting next uh around six to one odds that's fourteen point three percent Minari is a longer shot fourteen to one promising young woman seventeen to one these are odds that were as of a couple days ago we're recording this on Wednesday evening by the way everybody on the 21st but um and then yeah Mank if I didn't mention that odds 33 to one then you get really far down there. Judas and the Black Messiah The Sound of Metal and then the Father the Anthony Hopkins movies. I said uh, 100 to 1, but I mean, is, can you quickly tell the audience <laughs> and myself what the
1: hell Nomad lands about? <laughs> um, <laughs> without giving too much away, um, it lives up to its name. Uh, it's about, um, it's essentially about the, the homeless band, like the band community. Um, so people that don't call any one place their home.
0: So the travelers, uh,
1: the old travelers, as they say in, yes, in, in yes, the old travelers <laughs> uh you know the the wanderers, the nomads, literally, um and Francis Mcdormott is of course the um the lead uh nomad, if it were if uh, if you would, um, so yeah, so that's what it's about Interesting. uh I. I don't want to get, I don't want to say too much.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, I don't want to, no, no spoilers, of course, on this one, but, um, yeah, no, is it, it's and obviously
1: so, quite timely with, you know, the pandemic, uh, causing, um, quite, uh, having a drastic impact on the, the homeless community, so.
0: Yeah, yeah. And have you seen Nomadland? I mean, it sounds like you have. Yeah. You have
1: wives, right? Yeah.
0: Interesting. So the.
1: Would I say that it's, it's best picture? Uh, I don't know. Probably not.
0: So how many of the best, the eight nominees have you seen? How many of those movies?
1: So uh, I've seen the father Judas and the black Messiah, Minari, Nomad land, Promising Young Woman, and the Trial of the Chicago Seven. So uh, I plan on watching Sound of Metal actually at, when we uh, hang up after this podcast. And Mank, I have not uh, unfortunately seen. Though of course I love David Fincher, um, I just uh, it's like a three-hour movie, and uh, I already put myself through four and a half hours of Justice League. And hated it, <laughs> so I'm a little wary to give long movies a chance right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, to just rewatch Titanic.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, <laughs> I would rather than ever watch any bit of Justice League again. <laughs> so you've seen six of the eighth, and I, mean, I don't care who cool. I've offended.
0: <laughs> Trust me, nobody that's listening to this right now. But uh, I mean, you see, you see it a lot of these then, though, and it's so. I mean, I guess like based off your perception of what's and i guess we're we should be ending with best picture but i'm just going down <laughs> the list here but I and mean, no, it we maybe it to the end. but do you see like any of these movies like do you think that's properly priced i guess in your mind i mean based off what you're hearing
1: from everybody listen, in I, the industry obviously i think Nomadland has been doing uh, its fair share of uh, um, you know scooping up awards this season but i would be though I though it's a heavy favorite it's odd to me because to me it's far clear that it probably won't be them um because as of late that isn't again we're talking about what is in the zeitgeist of the time when the people are voting, um, and Minari is a movie about um, Korean, you know, Korean immigrants coming to America to make a life for themselves, and it's an important topic, and it's especially uh, come uh, it, its importance has only. Uh, you know, increased over the past few months with everything that's happened in this country. Um, You know, I mean, honestly, it's been, the Asian community has struggled for ever, but, you know, over the entire pandemic and as, and, and up until recently, they've been, you know, going through hell uh, and i think it's it, you you'd be remiss to throw that movie aside uh when it comes to possibly winning best picture um i think in my opinion right now if i were betting i would go with minari certainly over a trial of chicago 7 um and possibly nomad land um that's a hot
0: take my friend that's a hot take i mean obviously you can get those odds i said 14 to 1 right now so at least craig's saying that's worth a sprinkle to play it's definitely
1: worth it's definitely i mean it's got to be worth something
0: so that's i mean it's classic that's where we're at here we're trying to find value i mean it doesn't if you're making a 14 to 1 bet you don't expect it to win maybe if you think it's even 10 to 1 that's still a value bet when you think it's mispriced like that. But I'll I'll, I'll play devil's advocate here. Do you think mm-hmm. that since you know since last year, since Parasite won and that was another Korean mm-hmm. American, you know, a, a Korean sure. movie, it wasn't even Korean American. But do you think that that would you know that goes to like the whole like voting in the NBA, like you know LeBron should win it every year, the MVP, but you can't give it to him every year. Just like maybe I was going to bring this up later, but Francis McDormand. When you look at the the best actress role and the, the odds there, she's not the favorite, but she's on the list. Mm-hmm. She just won best actress or uh, just a couple of years ago for or three years ago now, I think for three billboards. So she's won one recently as well. Do you think that that might weigh on a, a voter's mind or is that maybe why we're seeing, seeing that value well, maybe in the marketplace?
1: No, I, I, I can absolutely understand what you're saying. I think it's obviously unfortunate yeah. that um, that would be a factor that, yeah, no, exactly. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. That it's a not Korean thing that I would movie yeah. couldn't yeah. win two years in a row. Yeah, um, 100%. But, but, you know, we're talking about... Uh, we're handicapping the
0: Academy. We're talking
1: about a very um, politically-minded group of people uh, in the Academy. They, uh, as of late, have been in the spotlight for uh, not seemingly understanding the general public. Uh, when it comes to what awards are won by whom, uh, so as of late the past few years, they've been trying to be as on the pulse as humanly possible, uh, for them, um, which is still a struggle, but, uh, you know, I think, I think, an. I, Part of my decision to, part of my reasoning for Minari d- does actually have to do with another category, which we haven't talked about, but we'd probably talk about next, which is directing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Chloe Zhao crazy is eyes. going to win for that movie. I mean,
0: I mean that's the again, we're the talking board.
1: about yeah. an incredibly talented director who has already proven prior to this movie that she has uh talent beyond you know her peers. Um and so I do think Nomad Land is such a director's film I think uh which is why I think Francis McDormott uh is so incredible in it. She is always incredible, but she's always, she's even more incredible in movies that, that are far closer to the director's heart hmm. than maybe some other movies she's done. Um, every time she works with her husband, uh, Joel Cohen, her performances are outstanding. We're talking about Fargo. She won the Academy award for that movie. That's right. Um, you know, uh the her she was nominated for almost famous cameron crow was the director of that movie that was essentially an autobiography so she she's definitely a director's actor in the in in all the right ways all the best ways so i see like chloe as like the this picture is it's it's hers, so I think by giving her the award, you're also giving Nomadland the award, and mm-hmm. so that's why I'm like, maybe not for Best Picture.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting. I mean, you look further down that board. It's it's when you look at a, a Nomadland being that big of a favorite, you know, at least here, you may uh, want
1: to throw some money somewhere else. Yeah, yeah.
0: sprinkle it around. So you say you're saying Ch- Trial of the Chicago Seven would be to, you, you wouldn't even pick that second. Even I think it's, it's too uh,
1: high. I think it's too high. I think, I think it's an, an incredibly important film, especially for now. I think it's definitely hitting the pulse of what's happening in this country right now. Um, sure. But it at the end of the day, it's a courtroom drama and a historical drama And we've seen those before. We've seen them win time after time. And the general public has put pressure on the academy to change it the fuck up already with how they vote. Um, So that's – all of that is a factor into – why I, I think Minari has a strong chance at, because it doesn't make sense to me that a movie like the trial, of the Chicago seven would get any more attention than Judas and the black Messiah. Um, you know, obviously I think there are the seeds of the black lives matter movement. Um, certainly started at the trial of the Chicago seven uh, or you know like was definitely fed through that that was inspiration i i think you can't it doesn't like again if we're talking about the academy being fickle enough and um you know ignorant enough to not consider minari this year, because it's another Korean movie, then why are you choosing one movie about, uh, you know, uh, civil rights and, you know, uh, American rights over a a movie about um, black people and, and civil rights struggle and the struggle of black Americans like, it just doesn't add up to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So no, why give one the award over the other? And that's why I think Minari splits that right down the middle.
0: That's interesting. No, yeah, I mean, you look at those odds and it's it's really juicy and tempting. I mean, even if, even if you're saying that, like, you know, I mean, just the fact that it's 14 to 1, you know, if it was like – Eight to one, it would still be betting value, of course. I mentioned this before, even if it was ten to one, eleven to one, twelve to one. Uh, but you're saying this, this might have a real chance. So that's the the Hollywood Craig sprinkle of the 2021 Oscars betting <laughs> betting board this year. I mean, I know you have hot takes every year, but this is a uh, this is a good one, man. If the fact that like we're we have this recorded, if it does go on and win, you're going to be an instant celeb. I hope you realize that one case <laughs> yeah right i'm sure oh, seriously, <laughs> that, you know <laughs> we'll be playing this on the live local news but uh no that's interesting and now that you know, you've know you said i've got more insight into some of these movies i definitely want to check them out at some point i mean it's
1: minari is a great i mean minari is a great movie a great movie yeah. and if we're sorry to skip ahead but um yuzhang yuzhang Youn, I think is how you pronounce Yoon. Youn, it's how I'm you pronounce it. Uh, From Nari, who plays the grandma, i like no better performance this year than her. Like wow. nice. incredible, and she had not acted before this film. So like, it, it, yeah. Talk That's about hilarious. a deserving person. Like incredible movie
0: that's that's high praise my friend and um and you touched on it before just moving down the line now it's you know chloe Zhao. it's her it's her award to to lose for best director you know you see him 33 dollars to use the phrase you gotta bet 33 dollars to win one dollar on her that's how big of a favorite <laughs> she is in the betting market and, you know guys like david fintry looked down that list uh, you know guys that have a familiar yeah, name no, there sure. you know it's just it's just not going to happen so it seems like it's hers but let's go to the the acting categories here. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's interesting because, you know, you look at, at the best actor and best actress, it's a tale of two, of uh, two markets, so to speak, best actor. It's, it seems like it's Chadwick, the late great Chadwick Boseman's award to lose Mm for Ma Rainey's black bottom and uh, in best actress. It's a lot tighter there. There's several that can win it. There's Carrie Mulligan for promising young woman. There's, uh, Viola Davis, I believe I'm saying that right, or is it Viola? Viola, Viola, God bless it. Uh, <laughs> Viola Davis, <laughs> it's okay. Ma, Ma Rainey's uh, Black Bottom, Francis McDormand, who we've already touched on for Nomadland. Uh, they're all tight. I mean, Carey Mulligan's plus one twenty five ish. Viola Davis, two to one odds. Francis McDormand, four to one. Then we have Andrew Day for uh, United States versus Billy Holiday at six to one odds, and then Vanessa Kirby. But um, those are two tale of two markets there because it seems like there's several candidates there for best actress but really mm-hmm. quickly touching on Chadwick Bozeman and uh and the fact that you know he's uh, he's he's the clear favorite to win this award here he's minus 17 that's uh, minus 1700 17 dollars to win one dollar uh essentially saying you know he's almost a 95 percent chance of winning this thing Anthony Hopkins is next and the, the father but we've touched you know it I know he has a special place in your heart because one of your favorite films, The Silence of the Lambs, he won mm-hmm. Best Actor for way back in the day. Uh, so it's, I mean, is there any world where you could see Chadwick Boseman not winning the Best Actor award? And then I guess on the flip side, who's your favorite? Do you think you know, the odds are in the right place for Best Actress, or do you think there's some value to be found there?
1: No, I think the odds are in the right place. I think, you know, the Academy's only proven lately that um, they. They have, uh, a, you know, a big heart for great actors who had incredible unmatched promise going before their time and, you know, giving them an award, not just for the performance in the movie that they're winning an award for, but for, you know, the impact that they've had on, you know, the community at large. I think Chadwick Bozeman is, um, you know, he's, he's black Panther. He's a superhero. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, everybody misses him. And I think this feels right. Uh, do I think anybody else stands a chance? I mean, Anthony Hopkins always stands a chance, but he's been nominated plenty of times before. Um, he's not necessarily shown indication to the public that this is going to be the last time he's going to be nominated. I hope it isn't. Um, I do think he's incredible in that movie. Uh, but I just think it's Chadwick's year. Also. It's like, I, I think I haven't seen the movie yet, but I've heard incredible things about Riz Ahmed in Mm -hmm. sound of metal. Um, I mean, talk, if we were talking about earlier about somebody who had a ton of momentum going into award season, Riz Ahmed was like being talked about for, you know, best actor, um, very early and it only petered out uh, with the, of course, the unfortunate, you know, passing of Chadwick Boseman. Um, but also people got to see that movie and, um, and then the father came out and it's, it's, you know, Sir Anthony Hopkins. He's literally a sir.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anybody who so. has that performance in sounds of the lambs deserves to be called sir.
1: Right.
0: Uh, Trust. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that's interesting. I mean, it's, you know, I really want to see Chadwick Boseman's last movie. I don't even know if it was his actual last movie. It obviously one of his last, uh, but
1: it, uh, yeah. it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's interesting, though. So, I mean, you're, it sounds to me like what you're saying is you know, Riz Ahmed. It's Chadwick. But, but I mean, I mean it, it, yeah. obviously Chadwick, but, like, Riz Ahmed, if, if he deserves that. Yeah, I mean, the, the accolades that but...
1: dark horse bet, like, yeah, I, Riz. But, like, again, we're talking about a, a young guy who uh, has incredible talent and promise he's already been nominated for an Emmy yeah. uh, and now an Oscar. So, I, I, he's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. anytime soon so he has another shot at this
0: yeah. so just from that angle you know you look at everything in totality the unfortunate passing of Chadwick Bozeman, Anthony Hopkins having already been there and the Riz Ahmed like you said he's the young promising guy he got the nomination he's getting the the attention deservedly so Gary Oldman's also on the list you know he's been he's a familiar name so it's it sounds like you know there might be and worse He just things. recently
1: won so he's yeah. got no shot
0: yeah exactly so just the totality of all of that, and when you take in the, you know, the impact that Chadwick Boseman's had, like you said, as as uh, the Black Panther. I mean, it seems like there's worse things you could do than for a few hours if you can tie up that money on something that's, you know, if you're getting that, you know, even a two or three percent edge on a ninety five, ninety six percent implied probability. But it sounds like it's almost a done deal there. Maybe worse ways to get some good return on investment in a short time period, but. Uh, that sounds like that's maybe one of your, along with the best director of this year's award show, your, your, your sure things, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Although it looks like best supporting actor, uh, Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the black Messiah. He's almost a sure thing and, and, uh, yeah. similar market and yeah, best supporting actress. He's,
1: you know, I mean, he's, you know? he, he deserves it. He's yeah. It. Unreal. I mean, Luke, Stanfield is incredible too. And it is odd that, you know usually in a year that two actors are nominated from the same movie in the same category they would cancel each other out and it, to me it would likely go to Leslie Odom Jr for One Night in Miami um because not only it's Leslie Odom Jr but he's playing um you know a real life person which the academy loves but so are you know Daniel and the keys? So I think yeah, it's mm-hmm. it's definitely yeah, it, yeah. That's a done deal. There's no question about that category to me. I don't think anybody else has a shot.
0: And then I guess as much as out, I love Sasha, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sasha. I mean, the only, unfortunately for me, the only Sasha Baron Cohen film I saw last year was. But that's subsequent movie film.
1: Oh, that's, that's, actually,
0: that's the only one I, I've seen on this whole damn list as I'm scrolling through all the categories. It's sad for me, a former film major myself back in college. It's uh, that's sad. But, um, yeah, I, I, I want to hear your, your point of view. on best actress too. I know I brought that mm-hmm. up, but that's a tighter and this could, we could close it up with this too. Cause I know are taking a lot of your time here and you gotta get to watching the seventh of the eight, but, um, best actress, you know, we're seeing Carrie Mulligan, Viola Davis, Francis McDormand, Andrew Day, Vanessa Kirby, but it seems like this is more like a it's a four person race between the, the first. Yeah, it's there, an but.
1: interesting category for yeah. sure. I I, I I do think if my if I were betting, uh, you know, I would count out. Unfortunately, I would count out Francis McDormand. Yeah, um, she she's already won twice, and yeah. she won pretty recently uh, for the Seven Billboards movie uh, that <laughs> I could not stand, but she was incredible because she's incredible in everything. Um, Viola Davis is is the tough one. You know, that's going to be the fight of Carrie Mulligan's life. Um, and I think they've been nominated against each other before. Um, wow. You know, we're talking about two people that have been... Nominated time and time again, but in Carrie Mulligan's favor, she has not won before, but she's been nominated countless times. Viola has won, and uh, she—it's that movie is unfortunately not her movie, uh, not because of the job she, I mean, she's, you know, like I've heard that she's incredible. Um, But I, I just don't like it's Chadwick's that seems to be Chadwick's vehicle and everybody seems to be focused on him. Whereas Mm -hmm. Carrie Mulligan is in a movie about, A woman who's doing the one thing fucking every woman who and and anyone who's ever been um, raped or taken advantage of wishes they could do um, with, you know, which is to fucking take ownership of those situations and, you know, uh, and take control. Uh, over the abuser, and that is so in the public consciousness right now that it would be, uh, it would yeah, you would be doing yourself a disservice to to not consider that when when you're betting uh, on this category.
0: No, oh, that's a you good know. point. Uh, that's a good point.
1: She and she's also. Again, an outstanding actress who was just on SNL because she's an outstanding actress. She's, she's amazing, and she's incredible in this movie. Um, so I, I, my money's on her. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's the right movie, the right time, the right role. It, the stars seem to align for her.
0: And that's a good point you made about Chadwick Boseman, you know, Mount Rainey's Black Bottom being like his, you know, kind of his vehicle is the word you used. And that's, that's interesting, you know, because I, I don't, I don't know if I've seen a best actor and best actress in the same movie. Take, Can you recall that ever happening? You know, the same film the uh, taking home both. Yeah,
1: it's happened. Um, what was the recent one? God, no, it's oh, space. I hate myself for not remembering this,
0: but no, it I mean, did
1: happen recently, um, but it is rare. Uh, it's rare for, um, it's not rare for, obviously, for people to be nominated from the same movie in those categories, but it is rare for them both to win.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like it's happened six times, actually. Look at, I just looked it up really quick.
1: Yeah, um, it's six out of, what is this? The uh,
0: Yeah, so many.
1: But, What's um, the Oscars at this year? Seventy something. Uh, good God! <laughs> they looked up oh no! This God, no, it's the ninety third. Yeah, it's 70. way. I'm up an there. idiot. So you know, six out of ninety three. I you know, I would say those are pretty low. It's a low percentage. Oh,
0: and I was. It's actually crazy because we mentioned one of this one of these movies already. Uh, Silence of the Lamps. That was one of them. Um,
1: oh, they yeah. obviously yeah. Jodie Foster. It, see?
0: And, I, yeah, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But yeah,
0: I think that, I think
1: Wait, that there was one the recently though. What's, What's the it? most recent?
0: I'm looking up the list and it brought me this huge clickbait article and I, and my computer's frozen here. Hopefully you can still uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, We're just, we're just going to have to have everyone Google that or maybe I'll even follow up on this interview in the podcast with, with that information. There's a little tease. There you go. There's a tease. And then, uh, yeah, we'll do it that way. How about that? Unless you could figure it out really quick while we're, Wait, what brought, was the tease? The fact that I'm going to deliver on letting everyone know what the most recent time, uh, the best actor and best oh, actress, one yeah. in the same year. Yeah, yeah.
1: You're going to be hitting the cut button on the Go <laughs> garage band for this one.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah maybe I could just do it that way. I'll insert it during this conversation right now. I'll get creative. But um, in post, get creative in post. This is to cut in to let everyone know that we screwed up. And 1991's silence of the lambs is the last film to feature best actor and best actress wins in the same film in the same year. But, uh, no, I w- really quickly to close it out, I guess you're, you know, you've looked at the odds here and you know, the converted, you know, percentages, percentage chance to win, but do, is there anything that maybe sticks out to you here in the, in the other categories? Uh, cause you know, it sounds like, well, I guess we could recap where you think the value is here at the end, but, um, I mean, is there anything maybe that stands out? To, maybe like the, in the, looking at the, the screenplay categories, it looks like best original screenplay promising. Gumblings, I would look at, favorite,
1: um, I would, you know, just did. to go through a couple really quickly, I would just look out for documentary. Um, I would look out for screenplay uh, original. Um, I, am a little, uh, cause right now I think I saw that Chica- trial of Chicago seven is at the top. Um, am I correct in saying that promising young woman is the favorite for promising the young original,
0: woman, but trial of the Chicago okay. seven seven's next though.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't count out trial of Chicago seven. It's Sorkin, you know, uh, sorkin sorkin is friends with the right people uh minari though again Mm -hmm. it's it's an incredible story it's an original story um but you know promising on women is a great scare great script so uh that is a tough category documentary feature i know my octopus teacher is one of my favorite movies of the year uh, big favorite, a complete big sleeper hit I would be remiss to give it the the odds that it currently has. Yeah, um, minus, a movie minus like Crip camp a movie like Crip Camp uh not only is a great story, um it's really about something. Um you know of course my octopus teacher is is a beautiful heart you know, heartwarming at times, heart wrenching tale, uh, and it's certainly involves the environment and uh, you know the 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 looking after of our oceans, but just I would be wary. I it, that the odds are just a little too crazy for me, and okay, that's one just- of those categories that tends to go weird, you know, in the moment, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's always like that category and, um, uh, and, uh, what's the other one? Um, uh, international feature film, those two categories, one of those always seems to surprise. So just, uh, just look out.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good stuff, man. That's uh, always appreciate your insight on this. And along with what Craig just said, listeners also, and I, I'm going to be betting this next one. I think myself that Craig was just talking about, but uh, be on the lookout for Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Looks like Craig thinks that that's uh, a solid bet there. at around plus 125. So you're still getting nice plus money there on something that uh, Craig seems like f- feels pretty strongly about. Of course, Chadwick Bozeman seems like a, a sure thing. And uh chloe Zhao, as we said most likely for best director just give her the award now but but the big story the big uh headliner yeah, here from this good. conversation is uh minari and uh finding some sprinkle sprinkled some money on minari maybe not a situation where you should expect it to to actually come through and win but you're getting that betting value uh that hollywood craig betting value by do a little, <laughs> a little sprinkle on minari
1: so much <laughs> value <laughs>
0: But dude, I, I really appreciate you coming on again. This is always so much fun hearing your your insight on, you know, what's happened in the in the film industry and the you know just the Oscars, but the movie industry as a whole, the whole entertainment industry in the previous year. And I, I look forward to making this a you know a yearly thing for us. You know, I know we kind of settled on that just by default here, but you're our go to guy, Hollywood Craig. And I'm, it was a, I'm honored a, a pleasure. Yeah, any uh, parting dude, words? It's my from the pleasure. Guests?
1: Um. just uh, enjoy life as it comes back to normal. And uh, I have no advice as far as betting goes because my <laughs> bank account and my wife don't allow me.
0: <laughs> no, but we love having you on and uh, thanks again for the insight as always. And when we catch up, uh, we bring you back on to break down the Oscars next year. I'm sure there'll, there'll be a whole new slew I of, of uh, things to talk about. And of course, Old new slew of movies to
1: talk about, too. Yes, and maybe they'll be in theaters.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: All right, Hollywood Craig. All right, dude. Thank you so much for having me on.
0: Always a pleasure, my friend. All right. Thank you very much to Craig for coming back on to discuss what will be one of the most interesting Academy Awards ceremonies that we're going to see this upcoming Sunday. Definitely tune in and don't be afraid to uh, tie up some money on some good value bets, no doubt about it. There's there's definitely value to be found in any market, and it doesn't matter if you're betting on sports or on award shows. Markets are markets, and they don't know what's actually taking place uh, on a game or on a field. It's just the markets, baby. And if you've been betting NBA prop markets lately and haven't been following dimers.com, then you've been missing out, my friend. The Dimers team has proven to become the best in the biz when it comes to finding player prop value in the association. They're dishing out a very high percentage of winners regularly. And even if it's not in the association, the Dimers bot over the quick pick section at dimers.com runs thousands of simulations that can help you find an edge on whatever game you're looking to bet on, whether it's side, total, whatever you're looking to bet in any major sport, make dimers.com part of your daily handicapping process and the best part it's free yeah baby (laughs) all right that'll do it for this episode of the doggy juice pod as always follow the pod on twitter and instagram at doggy juice and if you enjoyed listening to this and if you're listening to this on the regular, like I hope you are, then please rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review if you can. Even just leaving that quick rating, it takes like 10 seconds, really can help get the podcast out to more people who could benefit from it. We're trying to raise a nice community here of like-minded bettors who are looking to go about this the right way and and know the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization. So if you know anyone who's interested, definitely throw them this way. But if you can leave a review or at least just a rating, that would really Be much appreciated. Anything that helps spread the word and spread the love, I would really appreciate it. All right, I'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Take care in the meantime, everyone. Good luck on your action this weekend. Talk to you all soon. Doggy Juice out.